<laughs> a little offbeat there, but welcome into the fantasy football fathers. Where only one of us is an actual father and none of us are priests. My name is James Dreer. I'm joined here with Tyler Big Herbie Herbach. What up? And Trey Stinky Fingers Jose. How we doing? You can find us on Twitter at the Fantasy Football Fathers Podcast. Give us a like, give us a follow. Shout out Kyle. We love you, Kyle. <laughs> I don't know if they do. I know I do. He's our true number one fan he's right now. He's, he's great. And we feel the love, buddy. We appreciate it. Um, so follow us on Twitter. We're posting content there. It's where we post all the links to our new shows. You can catch us every Tuesday for a waiver wire edition and every Thursday for lineups. Today, tonight, we just finished watching the Monday Night Football game. So we're going to give you a little recap there. We're going to go through some news and notes. Uh, then we're going to get into our week four waivers and a little buy or sell at the end. So let's get it going with a Monday night football recap. Uh, Dallas really took care of business tonight. Uh, a little slow getting out of the gate, but picked up quickly. Obviously, everyone on the Dallas side, you're pretty much happy with outside of Amari Cooper, but we knew he was coming in the game a little banged up with the ribs. Wasn't on the final injury report, but um, uh, Dak Prescott had a good game. You got 25 out of him, so you're happy. Uh, Zeke looked like he was running the ball hard. Uh, Tony Pollard looked explosive, but wasn't able to get in the end zone. He finished with uh, 11 attempts, 60 yards. I think if he gets in the end zone, he finishes you know, with 12 points, and you're probably happy with him in your flex. But right now, you're probably a little disappointed if you flexed him. Uh, Zeke came back with a strong performance. On the Philly side, uh, yikes. That offense struggled and struggled mightily. Um, Hertz went 25 for 39, uh, or 39 attempts, uh, 25 completions. 326 yards, two TDs, and two interceptions. He still finished with 24 points, so you're not disgusted, but um, the rest of the weapons there in Philadelphia really didn't do much at all. Um, Miles Sanders, kind of strange, only had two rushing attempts. Uh, One he ripped off for 24 yards, and then they just kind of, I don't know, he just kind of (laughs) disappeared. We're sitting there watching the game, and all of a sudden we're like, where is Miles Sanders? But um, they had a tough time getting the ball going on the ground, even against the weak Dallas defense. Uh, Any thoughts on the game? Well, if you are a Devontae Smith manager like me, you're pretty disappointed. (laughs) Three catches, 28 yards. It looked like Jalen Rager seemed to be stepping up more later in the game, making all those late-game catches. And the tight ends between uh, Goddard, we like to call him Godair, I don't know. Either way, <laughs> Goddard and Ertz, well, they combined for takeaway six catches and 116-ish yards that could have been possibly his. So I'm pretty disappointed. Yeah, I mean, there was outside of Hertz who ended up having a decent fantasy game. Um, you know, he had a couple touchdowns and the extra few points on the ground, but pretty disappointed overall um in regards to miles sanders just anybody who's like on the on the edge of the cliff don't jump yet um i think this was more just a bad game flow for him they got down relatively early 
kind of completely abandoned the run. So I wouldn't be too, too worried for him. Uh, Gain plus, you know, Kenneth Gainwell is pretty much their passing down back at this point. So I wouldn't worry too much about Miles Sanders right now. Yeah, he. Uh, I think it was bad game script, like you said. Yeah, we've talked about that a couple of times already. We're still at that point in the season with just because a guy's ADP, you can't just bail on him yet. But uh, speaking of that, if you have Robbie Anderson like I do, I'm definitely trying to get rid of him ASAP. <laughs> if you took a dart throw on Dalton Schultz at the tight end position, congrats. Uh, and congrats on the big steel cojones he got. Uh, but that's kind of the story of the position outside of, you know, top five guys. So, um, but seven targets, six receptions, 80 yards. He got that really nice touchdown um, where he made a play, but finished the day with two touchdowns on uh, 20 fantasy points. So uh, definitely a guy to look for maybe going forward. But again, Blake Jarwin's still there, and it seems to be week to week. You don't really know who to trust there. Uh, but certainly proved himself dart dart throw worthy. There we go. That was a tongue twister. <laughs> He's DTW, folks. <laughs> D to D. DTW. Down to dart. <laughs> All right, let's get into some uh, news and notes this week. Um, so far, Sean McVay is hopeful. Henderson will be back week four. Um, and we all also are hopeful because Sony Michelle didn't look good, uh, finished as running back 32. And it looks like if they don't have Henderson, they're probably just going to abandon, abandon the run because the passing game is working. They're getting really creative plays out of McVay Stafford slinging around and obviously loves Cooper cup. And, um, so really you're just kind of hoping for Henderson to come back. If not, you're not looking to stream any of these running backs right at least i'm not i mean possibly sony michelle because i mean the next few games are pretty good matchups for any of the rams running backs i mean they have arizona seattle new york and detroit the next four games which are all poor defenses so um certainly worthy if henderson's not there i think sony michelle's a pretty strong flex play i don't like the rams running backs so i'm just gonna (laughs) (laughs) AJ Brown, uh, AJ Brown strained hamstring. He's expected to be week to week. Uh, tough going for AJ Brown so far. I uh, had a little <laughs> in-show trade. Me and Big Herbie did last week. Um, I needed some death at receiver. Um, he needed some at running back. So we made a little trade. I traded him Damian Harris. And Darnell Mooney for AJ Brown, and uh, I was pretty disappointed <laughs> when he goes down. And was it the first quarter, second quarter? I think it was the first. Yeah, yeah, I think it was the first quarter. Um, he got like point three fantasy points on the week. Hoping he'll be back soon, but right now it looks like you're winning that trade. I mean, granted, Damian Harris and Darnell Mooney Mooney combined for about three points, so. Yeah. We'll see, um, but clearly I'm on the upper end since A.J. Brown's going to be on the sideline not playing at all. Right, and just waiting for Darnell Mooney. Hopefully it happens this season to to take off. I I was expecting it all offseason, but obviously Fields did not have the greatest debut last week. Oh, yeah, at this point you really, you're just waiting for a quarterback stability in order for Mooney to do anything at this point. He's not going to do anything with this carousel that's happening. Yep. Um, I still think Damian Harris is a nice buy low target um, in trades, especially after this last week. Um, James White actually 
let's just skip over the Josh Gordon news and go straight to <laughs> James White. <laughs> Uh, sub um, uh, hip injury. He's out indefinitely. <laughs> That's our second time trying to say that. Sub, it's called subluxation, guys. Subluxation. That. Subluxation. Wait, oh, who, who had that first? Somebody else had it earlier in the season, and we were trying to say it. You did, yeah. and you had you were struggling with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know now. Subluxation. Our, our least favorite injury. That's a new fantasy team name. Hip. The hip subluxations. Yeah. <laughs> So he's out indefinitely. He under he underwent tests today. Still no results, but he's likely to be placed on IR. So, um, anyways, my point was Damien Harris won't be getting touchdowns vultured by James White anymore. Now he'll just get them vultured by uh, Ramondre and uh, maybe Brandon Bolden. Brandon Bolden. Yeah, I uh, know some Patriots fans on the social medias that I'd be social media eating on, and uh, they were very mad that Brandon Bolden was getting touches late in the game. So obviously he's eating eating into the carries there. Yeah, it was a it was a bad game though for New England. I think that's probably part of it. They just wanted to see what they had in him. I think they obviously know what they have in Damian Harris. Um. As I said, Josh Gordon has signed with the Chiefs. Um, looks like he'll be on the practice squad for a while until he learns the playbook, playbook obviously, and gets back into football shape. Finds a local plug. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the top of his priorities list. KC. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I mean, he hasn't been an All-Pro since 2013, I believe. Um, you know, I love that his name gets brought up every single year, but I don't know how relevant it really is. What do you guys think? No, I mean, he's come back into the league, you know, what, six times or something like that now? Uh, and every time he, like, he'll be at, at a game or two where he's going to, like, make a one big splash play. Yeah. Yeah, he'll get, like, a 60-yard touchdown, and you're like, oh, I'm going to start him next week. Don't do that. Don't fall for that crap. It's going to happen. Just, you know, stay cool. It could take an ice bath, okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Rashad Bateman, eligible to come off IR and will begin practicing. Um, same goes for Miles Boykin. They're both practicing this week. Um, so, you know, obviously uh, they have some expectations for Rashad Bateman. We kind of know what we have in Miles Boykin after last year. Um, but... These guys will probably talk in the waiver wire section about a little bit more. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster has bruised ribs. He's considered day to day. Test came back negative today, so um, might play this week. It's kind of one of those injuries where you have to just play through pain. So it just depends on how tolerable it is for Juju. For some reason, I just have a weird feeling he's not going to play. You always have like gut feelings on like random things, and my gut feeling is Juju's not going to play, but we'll get into that in a second. Yeah, uh, Christian McCaffrey, uh, hamstring injury. He's not going to be placed on IR, uh, so he could be back sooner uh, than later. So IR would, you know, the minimum is three weeks, so obviously they think they're going to get him back, uh, you know, uh, sooner than three weeks. Yeah, Matt Rule uh, was quoted saying that uh, basically what, what Jimbo was just saying, the reason they didn't put him on the IR is because they think he'll be back quicker than three weeks. But he said worst case scenario is that um, Christian's back for the fourth game. So um, 
three weeks out at the most is what his coach is thinking. Yeah, I mean, and that's obviously huge news for any you know McCaffrey owner. Um, in the meantime, hopefully you were smart enough to pick up Chuba Hubbard as a fl- as a uh, handcuff, and you know you get lucky. Uh, KJ Hamler tore a- his ACL um, and is now out for the year. So, um, not huge news. Tim Patrick's kind of filled the role behind Cortland Sutton. I think that actually gives you a pretty good boost to Noah Fant as the yeah. true like number two option in the passing game in Denver. True, and you don't have to decide on you know if you're in need of a deeper flex, you don't have to decide on Tim Patrick or KJ Hamler. You kind of know where to go there. And if you're a Javante Williams manager like me, one less mouth <laughs> to feed, so more opportunities, right? <laughs> uh that's it for the news and notes um for today's show. So let's move right into the week four waiver wires. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, we just brought him up. Obviously, he's going to be a target this week. If you're the McCaffrey owner, you definitely want to pick him up. Uh, But if you're not the McCaffrey owner, I don't think it's as important now with the news that we got today on McCaffrey. I don't think you have to go spend a ton of fab unless you're uh, really hurting at running back and really need someone for the next you know, two weeks maybe. Uh, but I think he'll also, I also think he'll have some more, uh, you know, a more consistent role going forward for the rest of the year to reduce some of the wear and tear on, on McCaffrey. But I don't know if it'll be enough to be fantasy relevant week to week. Yeah, I agree with you. But at the same time, like with a backfield, that's pretty uh, open at this point because he's not that solidified as the backup. I think it's worth bringing up that in deeper leagues, um, if you have the room, might as well stash Royce Freeman. He's the one who got the uh, touches behind Hubbard once CMC went down. It wasn't Ricci, Giovanni Ricci, right? Supposed to be like some other guy. Yeah, um, he didn't get the touches. It was Royce Freeman. So if for whatever reason Hubbard ends up going down, you have that guy. That's definitely a deep stash there. Um, it's not a <laughs> terrible take, especially you know we but don't I, know, we I, don't know what kind of Hubbard what kind of production Hubbard could have. And if he gets hurt and, you know, he is a rookie, so who knows what could happen. But yeah, um, that's definitely a deep, a deep league stash. Yeah. I, I have McCaffrey in a couple leagues. Um, and I was looking at, at Freeman. I think in one league I was, I have Chuba in the other league, someone like auto drafted him in like the 10th round or something <laughs> like that. And so I'm kind of screwed in that league, but um, Peyton Barber is our next waiver wire claim that we wanted to bring up 23 attempts last week for 111 yards and a touchdown uh Gruden was quoted saying how much he likes Peyton Barber as a running back just in general um and the Raiders are getting an extra day uh well this isn't super relevant but the Raiders are getting an extra day before taking on the Chargers on Monday Night Football just gives Jacobs an extra day of rest uh but if he's not there is Peyton Barber a great stream or someone you're looking to pick up long-term? What are your guys' thoughts? Uh, I think Peyton Barber is a great stream if you have him on your team. Obviously, you have to monitor the Josh Jacobs situation, but um, he still hasn't practiced yet. Obviously, we're early in the week. We're recording this on a Monday night. But um, he, they're hoping he will practice, so they don't even know if he's going to practice. And if Josh Jacobs isn't practicing, he's not going to play. Peyton Barber looked really good. His stats are kind of inflated by, by a couple big runs, but it they really stuck with him throughout the game. He was not getting a lot of yards for the first three quarters at all. And they just kept pounding, sticking with the game script. 
and it just ended up opening up for him. So they, they obviously like him, and they're willing to use him. Kenyon Drake only had eight touches, or eight carries, compared to his 23 carries. Yeah, I mean, it seems like they don't care for Kenyon Drake at all, even though they you know paid him a bunch of money to bring him over as a backup, and they completely abandoned him when uh, after Jake was down. So yeah, I'm taking uh, Barber as a flyer for sure. Yeah, I forgot to add that they also released a um, undrafted free agent running back behind him, so they're really liking Peyton Barber. Well, and you know, Peyton Barber, I mean, he looked good just watching the game. Like he he looked good, so running the ball, so. Um, I get where Gruden's coming from, and obviously, if you're a Kenyon Drake owner, you want to see some more receiving work for him. But um, maybe look to pivot to Peyton. Well, I, honestly, if you are a Kenyon Drake owner in a PPR league, you can still throw him in the flex. Yeah, but that's like the only situation I'd be starting him. Uh, next up, we have Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, he's been getting a lot of targets over the last over the first three weeks and he finally had a big game with a couple touchdowns uh in my opinion i think emmanuel sanders is a guy you can pick up and throw into your flex probably the rest of the year uh, i completely agree honestly uh, the bills offense is one of the most explosive in the entire nfl they have they're not having any issues being able to keep three receivers fancy relevant long term obviously you have stefan diggs who's always gonna be a number one Right. And Cole Beasley is an absolute monster, you know, on these little crossing routes and little curls and hooks that he does. And he just finds the open zone. He's perfect. Yep. If he would have ever played with Tom Brady, he'd be the best receiver in the NFL, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm not on the same page with you guys. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think you need to pump your brakes a little bit. Pump the Cole brakes. Beasley's still the better fantasy receiver than uh, Emmanuel Sanders on that team, I would think. I didn't say he wasn't. Well, I'm just I just said that. he's. I think, I think he'd be a flex player. <laughs> well, it just um, obviously had a really good game, but it's, it's inflated by his two touchdowns. He he is getting targets. Uh, the catches aren't really coming with the targets quite yet. But before before uh, he had those touchdowns, I mean, he's putting up like five six point games. Yeah, I think in my opinion, you know, um, and the reason why I like him as a flex going forward is there's just so much attention on Stephon Diggs uh, over the top, you know, outside. And obviously, you know, Cole Beasley gets all the looks underneath, but Emmanuel Sanders is kind of that one guy that you can throw onto your flex and maybe get a, a boom game out of him because, uh, you know, defenses have to double Stephon Diggs, and Sanders is just going to be the beneficiary beneficiary of that uh, going forward. I think it took a little bit of time for them to get their chemistry right. Obviously, Josh Allen needed to get up to speed uh, this year, but now it looks like they're humming, so... Um, I like him going forward in the flex. So we're going to put the Bills in like the conversation of teams that have three fantasy-relevant receivers. Yeah. There's probably only a few of them. Yeah, I mean, them, obviously the Vikings, and KJ Osborne kind of you know pooped the bed this week. Yeah. but uh, He's going to be their boomer bust guy. Exactly. Like and so, but that doesn't mean that you can't you know put him in your flex, if, if, especially if need be, especially once bye weeks start coming up, and you're going to be hurting a little bit on, on you know, getting your starters in there. Yeah. Okay, I mostly agree. I want to keep an eye on Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> uh, Christian Kirk, um, obviously I think he should be picked up. Um, he really kind of stepped up this week when D-Hop wasn't 100% going into the game. Had a rib injury he was dealing with, just like everyone else. I don't know what's going on with the ribs. Uh, but uh, And he was questionable going into the game, uh, D-Hop that is. So Kirk had a team-high eight targets. Um, and really, in my opinion, kind of solidified him as that number two consistent option. 
Um, AJ Green had a decent game too, but um, you know, I don't think you're going to get consistent play out of AJ Green week to week. I think Christian Kirk is much more uh, feasible, and I think the team recognizes that too, giving him the most targets this game. Uh, Rondell Moore kind of dis he did disappear, and I think is more in the realm of boomer bust, which is kind of a bummer because everyone was really high on him last week. Well, yeah, I was going to bring that up. It seems like we're kind of flip-flopping between yeah. Rondell Moore and Christian Kirk, and I wonder if it's a situation where one guy's doing good, the other guy's going to do horrible, and so whenever Rondell Moore does good, then Christian Kirk kind of just, you know, nose dives into nothing. Yeah, I think Rondell's kind of the big play guy, in my opinion. Yeah, um, they definitely doesn't seem like you're going to, you know, it's a complete toss-up on who you should, if you're going to have to start one of them, who's going to be week in, week out. I think long-term, for the course of the season, I still lean towards Rondell Moore. Yeah. Um, because of his explosiveness, I think, and he's still a rookie, I think, you know, with time, he's going to get even more incorporated into the offense. But it's going to be tough, especially early in the year. Either way, I mean, explosive offense, you definitely want pieces. Um, so if if Rondell got swooped up last week and someone maybe dropped Christian Kirk or if he's available this week for whatever reason, um, I think he's worth, at, at the very minimum, a stash on your bench. Uh, Zach Moss had a pretty good game this week after being a healthy scratch in week one. Um, he's got three total uh, TDs since then. Um, you know, Singletary is still really involved. Josh Allen is going to take away opportunities um, on the ground. Uh, but Moss has produced when given the opportunity. And Tyler, I think you've kind of been the highest on him out of all three of us. So I'm curious on your take. Uh, yeah, I have been. Um, I was kind of a Zach Moss guy this whole offseason, thinking that he would solidify himself as the number one running back here. And at least in week three, he did. He was on. He was was on the field for 56% snaps versus 38% for Singletary. Um, I think he's still going to do that. I think you'll see games where Singletary you know, has a better stat line, but uh, I don't necessarily want to start any one of them week in, week out, but if I have to, I'm leaning towards Moss. Yeah, at this point, I'm still avoiding committees if I can. I, I just... <laughs> I do not want to be forced in a situation like that. And well, I, you got about four running backs you can play in the entire NFL then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that. They're, they're just, uh, the numbers are too similar as far as like their snap counts and touches right now for me. Yeah. Um, this guy we can kind of breeze over. We touched on earlier, obviously. Josh Gordon reinstated from indefinite suspension last Friday, signed with the Kansas City Chiefs. Going to be on the practice squad uh, for a little while. Um, I'm not rushing to pick him up. I would rather, you know, I would rather pick up Christian Kirk if if they're both available. Um, you know, Josh Gordon's obviously going to be available, but um, there's other guys I would rather pick up. Emmanuel Sanders, Rashad Bateman. I mean, so yeah, it, it would it, either of you guys consider picking him up right now? Oh yeah, I already put 100 percent of my fab on him. <laughs> <laughs> That's his boy. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say. Um, would you guys pick him up in a dynasty league? No, no, God, no. Why? He's dynasty, thirty years old. In a dynasty league, and his problem get yeah, you know, kicked out like, league by the end of the year again. He's like twenty five in <laughs> game time. Football years, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No dynasty for sure. I mean, if you're in like a sixteen team league, sure, go for it. Yeah. Um, but if you're in a ten or twelve team league, I'm sorry, let someone else deal with the headache. 
Right. Or if maybe you've been riddled with injuries or something, you just have a lot of open space. Sure. But, you know, there's other guys I think this week that are more worthy. Speaking of uh, Rashad Bateman, uh, we also touched on earlier, but Hollywood struggled last week. And, you know, this team is looking for some consistency outside. And in my opinion, Lamar's been throwing the ball a lot better this year. Well, I wouldn't say a a lot better, but definitely better. (laughs) Um, So both, you know, Bateman and Miles Boykin, um, they're kind of competing for the wide receiver three spot right now with Devin Duvernay as they come in, um, you know, behind Brown and Sammy Watkins. But I think Bateman has a chance to really, you know, I think he's got the most value out of these two when you're looking at who who you should pick up because Bateman's ceiling is kind of unknown given that he's a rookie. Um, what are your guys' thoughts? Either one of these guys you're looking to take a shot on? Uh, I could maybe take a shot on Sammy Watkins. I- I've had the benefit of seeing a lot of Ravens games uh, in the last couple of weeks, like a lot of uh, j- just seeing a lot of like what's going on in their games. And honestly, uh, Lamar Jackson, he's just a hair away of like connecting with touchdowns on Mark Andrews and Marquise Brown, kind of the same story as last year with Mark, Mark Andrews. But, I mean, if these throws are just a little bit closer, like, I mean, it's his story pretty much every week now with Lamar Jackson and Marquise Brown. They're on the verge of getting touchdowns every week. And I think he's just going to keep trying it. So I don't know if those targets are really going to go away anytime soon because he's on the verge of scoring with these guys so often. Yeah. I like that. Um, I mean, Sammy's probably pretty widely available right now. Probably. Probably is. I mean, honestly, I prefer Bateman as a stash play right now, though. Yeah, I think me too. I mean, I was pretty high on Bateman coming out of college. Uh, the kid it could end up being a star. I know he, he's had some issues, or whatever, but uh, I think he can end up being a star. He's a big guy, six two, two ten. He's a big receiver, um, and he makes plays. You know, and that's what they need. You know, they need someone that's a possession kind of go up and get the ball because mm-hmm. you know Hollywood Brown's great and he's got the speed and quickness. But I agree. I mean, Bateman's kind of that wide receiver one prototypical receiver that they've been missing. And Boykin's kind of forgotten in that wide receiver room, and he's been out, and now he's coming back. So that is kind of something to take into account if you're trying to bring one of those guys on your team. You have another guy that's fighting for touches. Yeah, they're really looking for someone to just take the take the lead in that corpse. But I I like taking a shot on Bateman out of all of them. You just call the wide receiver core a corpse? Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's pretty true. <laughs> Uh, Sam Darnold, um, playing Dallas this week. Uh, and then he's got a pretty appetizing schedule looking forward. That was your play of the week last week. Yeah. He was my quarterback of the week. Uh, he, he delivered, um, I think he, he's, you know, top 10 performance for him. So I'm happy with that. And I think, yeah, it's just, I mean, his next four games, we have Philly, Minnesota, uh, the New York giants, then Atlanta three, four very weak defenses. I think you continue to see to stream him for the next four weeks if you needed to. Yeah, that was a good call on your part, Irby. Um, we're seeing a different Sam Darnold right now, really. Three games of 250-plus passing yards. Um, he had 300-plus passing yards for the first time in his career, I believe. Um, so it's a, just a completely different Sam Darnold right now. And he's on a roll. The only drawback, really, just to kind of bring people down to earth on Sam Darnold because he's getting all these rushing touchdowns and passing yards, is uh, he's still fumbling the ball a lot. He's fortunate they got two of them back, but he's fumbled the ball four times in three games. So that's a little bit of a drawback on him. 
but I'm pretty high on Sam Darnold right now. And like what you said with his schedule, even if you have a good quarterback, uh, just keep an eye on him if he is on the waiver wire and you can use him uh, maybe during a bye week. Yeah, the one thing I would say is with Christian being out the next couple of weeks, I'm curious how it changes uh, the defensive scheme, how they how they scheme differently. Because obviously coming into it, they are like shut down Christian McCaffrey and, and let Sam beat us. So now it's kind of flip-flopped, right? So we'll see, you know, if DJ Moore is still able to put up the numbers he can. We'll see if Bob Scheid Bob – What'd you call him? Sideshow Bob. Sideshow Bob. Sideshow Bob. <laughs> I tried to do it smoothly, and then I couldn't. I just couldn't get it out. He's, he's referencing uh, uh, Robbie Anderson here as Sideshow Bob. From The Simpsons, if you're young and you don't know what we're talking about, Google yeah. Sideshow Bob. Honestly, even if you're old, The Simpsons been around for like 30 damn years. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying if you're young, you might not know who Sideshow Bob oh, okay. is. Young yeah. people don't watch The Simpsons because they don't appreciate good humor. <laughs> Yeah, Sideshow Bob. Um, we'll see if he ever wants to show up. Terrace Marshall as well. But things are. my point was things are going to be tougher on Sam in the passing game now. Uh, but I still think he's worth picking up and maybe streaming the next couple, uh, the next four weeks for sure. Uh, another guy that you wanted to bring up, Trey, uh, Colin Johnson with Slayton and Shepard having hamstring injuries. What are your thoughts on Colin Johnson? Uh, I'm just going to be completely honest. This is just a, a streaming option for the week. I know absolutely nothing about this guy besides the fact that he's the next man up. If um, if Slayton and Shepard are both hampered by their hamstrings still on Sunday, it uh, looks like Kenny Galladay is going to play. But the next man up might be Colin Johnson here. And um, when he did come in after those injuries last week, he posted a decent stat line, seven targets, five catches, 51 yards, I believe. Yep. Yeah, So and uh, that wasn't on a full game script, so... Um, keep an eye on those Giants receivers, and if you need a streamer receiver this week, he might be a good option. Um, yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Hunter Renfro, um, probably definitely worth a pickup in full PPR. He's he's got that Cole Beasley uh, role there in Oakland, uh, third in Renfro. Um, the Raiders guy wanted to bring him up, so I guess I'll let him talk about him. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit of a homer take, but if if you're a PPR person and you know anything about Hunter Renfro, you've definitely had your eye on him and you're interested. You just wanted to see if he can uh what his floor is really going to be and what kind of output he's doing. And his floor right now in a PPR league is definitely around 10 points, which is pretty solid for a flex player. Yeah, I mean realistically, any flex play, if you can get 10 points out of him week in week out, you're going to be pretty happy with that. So, I completely agree. I'm telling you that has to be his floor. I'm genuinely uh, confident that he's his floor is around ten points every week now. Uh, PPR. <laughs> uh, James Washington, uh, Deontay still questionable uh, with his injury. Um, Juju also questionable this week. Um, so there's lots of targets out there, but you know Big Ben hasn't been putting on his best performance. The 39 year old has definitely looked 39, and obviously the offensive line is not getting any better. Um, but you like James Washington as a stream this week? Um, I, yeah, actually, if you, if you need to, I mean, he should see the bulk of the targets in this passing offense. Um, I might even lean towards a uh, Friar Muth, Friar Muth. Yeah. Um, as a, as a good flex play this week too, or, you know, a streaming tight end, uh, not flex play streaming tight end, uh, just because of that. But at the same time, you have big Ben 
literally falling over, running three yards on a rollout. So uh, it's dicey. I saw that. That was so sad. I thought it was fake, honestly. I watched it like 10 times. I was like, this has to be edited somehow. <laughs> it looked so bad. Yeah, Fryermuth um, was a guy I had on my eye all offseason. I wish he would get more targets because he's he's an athletic kid, man, and he, he can definitely make plays. But uh, it's been tough going so far. He's still young, though, so I uh, hope that's moose my dog if you heard that <laughs> the ears going back and forth round of Apologize. applause yeah <laughs> moose wanted to chime in he really likes fryer okay um moving on to our next target here tyler conklin the minnesota tight end um eight targets seven receptions for 70 yards and a tud last week uh he had four targets in the first two games one td was a red zone target your thoughts on Tyler Conklin? Is Irv Smith a junior? Just really quick. Is it Irv Smith Jr.? Yeah. Okay, well, Tyler Conklin is Irv Smith Jr. Jr. Because we're basically seeing what we were hoping to see from Irv Smith Jr. Damn, that's senior. clever. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we it's kind of what we saw, but the same four targets at first two weeks makes you really wary yeah. of this. Um, I think... As m- so many guys are at the tight end position, it's f- very much feast or famine. Um, next week, he could put up an absolute dud of a game, but he could go off again. I think it's going to be com- based completely on the matchup. Yeah, definitely a dart throw in the tight end position, uh, which most are. Trey, you got a couple defenses uh, for us to take a look at for this week if you're looking for a defense. Yeah, like always, you want to start whoever's playing the Jets, and this week we got the Titans playing the Jets. Their defense has been a little shaky this year, but against the Jets, what what really uh, what can go wrong, right? And right now Jacksonville is playing like hot garbage, so you want to play who's playing against them, and that would be the Cincinnati Bengals. That's kind of crazy, but I almost guarantee you the Bengals are available in your league, and they're playing Jacksonville. They have to get turnovers and a couple sacks. You're going to get some points from them for sure. Right on. Well, let's uh, let's do a little buy or sell to close out the show. Uh, we got three buy or sells for you today. Uh, let's start here with, a, in my opinion, probably the biggest bust uh, of the fantasy season so far, uh, Allen Robinson. So the buy or sell we're doing is over 60 yards and a touchdown next week. So that's somewhere that would give you somewhere around 14, 15 fantasy points, I believe, um, based on how many receptions he gets, but in a half PPR. But uh, he's currently, right now, the wide receiver 61 in terms of overall fantasy points, which is just kind of mind blowing. Uh, but next week, he plays the Detroit Lions. So there's hope. Um, but he hasn't eclipsed the 50 yard mark yet this season. And the past two games, he's only had two receptions in each game. So it's been a couple tough defenses in the first three games. Um, uh, but he's also had the inconsistent quarterback play. So, um, And we're not even sure who the starter will be next week. Even could be Foles based off some news from Matt Nagy. So... Um, not sure who's going to be throwing the ball. If if Dalton is healthy, he will be starting. If he's not, it's uh, right now, as it stands, um, a toss-up between Fields and Foles. 
So, would you guys buy or sell over 60 yards and a touchdown for Allen Robinson next week against the Detroit Lions? I am buying it because there's nowhere to go but up for the Bears offense right now. And Allen Robinson, I think he gets over 60 yards and a touchdown. Honestly, that might be like really his ceiling, and I think he does get there. Now, I'm going to sell that. The Bears offense barely had 60 yards total. Last week, I think it was, what, 71 or 77 yards, which is the most pathetic thing I've seen in the NFL in a very long time. Um, I'm going to, until the quarterback situation gets, you know, handled, um, and really, really, that means, you know, Justin Fields coming in and being able to take control of the offense. uh, I'm just, I'm an Allen Robinson owner, so it hurts me a little bit here. I'm too in one league. I am. And, uh. You know, honestly, on name recognition alone, I'm I'm trying to sell him honestly as a whole. I don't want him on my team anymore. Yeah, I you know it was in I'm in a lot of leagues, but I drafted him in this one league because he was there, and I was like, I have no shares of Allen Robinson yet. Like I'm gonna get him on a team, just you know, in hopes that Fields would start and they would just you know have a connection. But yeah, uh, as you mentioned, that did not happen last week. I think if he if Andy Dalton's playing um and is healthy i would buy it but right now it's looking like he's not going to be um so i will officially sell which is painful well man at this point if you're an alan robinson owner uh if i had him on my team i'd be looking to get rid of him pretty soon because he's facing a tough schedule coming up after the lions but you can't now because it's like what kind of value you're gonna get you know i mean well, hopefully my buy is right, and he puts some points up, and then you can yeah sell him while he's high after this uh hopefully good Lions game. Because I'm telling you, the, the schedule does get pretty rough after that. They play, let's see here, uh, they play the Raiders, and they play the Packers, then they play the Buccaneers, and they play the 49ers. Those are um obviously I threw the Raiders in there. That's a team that's still trying to prove themselves defensively, but they are playing really good right now as a yeah. defense, and then it just gets better after that. So it's it looks pretty rough for him. So if he doesn't do good this game. When is he going to do good? Right. Uh, Our next buy or sell here is with another guy that's been um, underwhelming, I think, just because of all the hype. A lot of people had him as their overall wide receiver one for the season, um, going into the season. Um, You know, they they thought he would finish wide receiver one overall, or at least had the chance to. Uh, Calvin Ridley. Uh, are you buying or selling 12 or more targets next week? Uh, I am selling just because Washington, Mm. the Washington football team, the Washington football team. That does not change my opinion at all. I'm still selling it (laughs) just because they have guys in the backfield like Cordell Patterson and Mike Davis who are going to like take away so many, uh, targets in the passing game. Obviously you have Kyle Pitts there and, um, Olamide Zacchaeus is finally like, appearing out of nowhere and getting some targets and catches someone that I've been stashing in deep leagues. So uh, people are rising from the depths of that roster to get targets. I'm confused. You can say Zaldemius, uh, whatever the hell is that? You can't say <laughs> subluxation. <laughs> I can say subluxation. I just took my time to read it. it. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's crazy. That was, that was a, honestly impressive on the name call. Cause I was like, no, yeah, I, um, I might have got the last it. name wrong, honestly, but it sounded good. It sounded good. It sounded great. I mean, I, it was convincing. Um, <laughs> twelve. I, I'm gonna sell only because twelve targets is a lot. Yeah. Uh, the last two weeks he had ten in week two and eleven in, in week three. So 
he's right about there. But I'm gonna sell that's just so many targets. Yeah, I'm gonna buy this one. Um, yeah, he's currently the wide receiver 35 in fantasy points, and like yeah, like you said, week one he had eight targets, uh, ten in week two, eleven in week three. Um, I think they they really you know, force Calvin Ridley the ball going forward and, and try to get him going. Um, Washington's a tough defense. Uh, it's probably going to be a lot of quick game stuff. Um, and so I think the potential for more targets is there when they're playing against Washington. Okay, not bad. And just for everyone, to, like, we're buying Sully just his target share for this week. I'm not selling Calvin Ridley as a, like, a f- you know, full season fantasy owner. I um, think he's a good trade target right now. And I would trade for him. Like me talking about our trade earlier, I wish I would have traded for Calvin Ridley right now <laughs> instead of A.J. Brown. Um, we'll see how that all plays out. But, you know, Calvin's still healthy. So, um, and has shown, you know, promise. It's not like he's been completely, um, you know, disappearing. So, um, anyways, I think good things to come for Calvin Ridley. I'm buying the 12 or more targets. And I'm all alone. <laughs> uh, this next guy has definitely outplayed his ADP so far. Brandon Cooks. Um, are you buying or selling 15 or more fantasy points next week? Uh, definitely buying. He seems to be proving that he is quarterback proof at this point. I unfortunately sat him last week because of Davis Mills, but apparently that just does not matter. Yeah, it wasn't much of a drop-off, in my opinion, from Tyrod. No, not at all. Uh, he still had 11 targets, 9 catches, 112 yards. I mean, he's still clearly the number one option in this passing game, and Davis Mills is going to feed him the ball. Uh, I can absolutely see him. He should be a starter, like, week in, week out going forward, unless you have crazy depth like I do in the league that I have him in. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, he's currently the wide receiver 11 overall in fantasy points <laughs> that's crazy um and he's only scored one touchdown so he's number one he's clearly the number one target number two he's not touchdown dependent meaning he can get you fantasy points without getting into the end zone um so yeah for me i'm buying and i think it'll continue even with with davis mills uh, at quarterback hey just quick question this is only a me problem here so Amari Cooper, you know, can be up and down, down as a number one receiver, right? Obviously, this week was was really bad, um, and then Brandon Cook seems to be great in week in week out. And the last two weeks, Amari Cooper's had seven points total. Would you sit Amari Cooper for Brandon Cooks going forward? Yes. You mean like next week or? Yeah. Uh, uh, I just said yeah, blindly going forward. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. I would say if Amari Cooper is still banged up. Going into next week, I definitely would start Cooks over him, but uh, rest of season, I'm definitely Amari Cooper over Cooks. Right. I mean, I'm sure there's someone else that is out there that has like Brand Cooks on their bench, and they're not sure what to do when they have a you know <laughs> a starting receiver who's not performing like they want him to. I'm of the belief that consistency uh, wins you championships, and Amari Cooper is not consistent, so. I'd rather have that guy that's giving me 14 every week than hoping that Mark Cooper gets me 20 and instead gives me five. All righty. Well, that'll do it this week uh, for our waiver wires. Uh, remember to follow us or check us out on Twitter at the Fantasy Football Fathers Podcast. 
and take a look for our upcoming shows. Shout out to Kyle. Shout out Kyle. <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take it easy, everyone.